The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, best-selling authors Mark Batterson and John Eldridge team up in this special episode to discuss the connection between our earthly and heavenly fathers. I'm just so convinced that all people need to hear is that. Totally. That message. Yeah. And that's who the Father is. Yeah. That, that's what He's saying if we listen close enough. Yeah, exactly. I love you and I'm proud of you. From your Father to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Betty and this is James. Yeah, I'm sitting here with my sweetheart. We'll be married our next anniversary, 55 years, and it's just awesome. Yes. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're ready to celebrate. Okay. Continue on. We have to do Well, I got the, I got the author here that wrote a book uh, about men, Wild at Heart. Just wanted to confirm that doesn't go away. You don't. <laughs> Don't grow out of it, okay? It's, if you do, at least it ain't at 74. Uh, Still, you got a little fire in my bones. Uh, and uh, John Eldridge is back, who wrote Wild at Heart, and he's got a book, All Things New. It's just great. I talked to him earlier this week. And Mark Batterson has a book called Whisper, which is hearing the boss. You hear the whisper. If you're going to hear the whisper, you got to get close. You kind of got to cut off other sounds and tune in. But he also has another book. Play the man, becoming the man God created you to be. Wow, wouldn't it be wonderful if we'd be that? Wouldn't it be an answer to women's prayers? And ladies, don't try to act like men. You're not impressed with the way they act, so why try to be like them? <laughs> it's just for heaven's sake. It's just don't, don't go there. Uh, but let's just really pray for one another. These guys are a tremendous blessing. Would you welcome John Eldridge and Mark Batterson to life today? You guys, you guys have respected one another. You've uh, appreciated each other. You've read each other's books. You've blessed each other, and you just met here this week, right? Yeah. Right still, here. Yeah. Still okay? Yep. Right here. You're, you're yeah. sitting right here together. Okay. I want, I want you all to share your, your heart. Let, let me just uh, ask you, play the man. What, what do you want? If you say, okay, all of you watching, all of you here, this is what I'd hope you'd take away if you read the book. What would it be, Mark? Yeah, you know, the first thing I'm going to say is if you're only going to get one book for men, get John's book. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's, the, it's the best, I mean, profoundly impacted me. And I think my journey, it, you know, listen, I, I have the joy of pastoring a church in Washington, D.C., um, Love, love writing as an author, but you know, at the end of the day, I want to be famous in my home. Mm. And it's about being a husband to my wife and a father to my three children. And you know, I think Wild at Heart and a few other books set me on a journey to really prioritize that. And you know, I think. There are a lot of men who don't know how to be a man of God. 
And there are a lot of fathers who don't know what it means to be a spiritual father. And so a few months ago, I'm in a setting with about 500 guys and I asked them, how many of you were discipled by your dad? And three hands went up. Uh, Houston, we have a problem uh, <laughs> because I think if you weren't discipled by your father, sometimes it's hard to know how to do that for your children. But listen, here, here's the bottom line. I love youth pastors, but it is not their job to disciple my children. No, that's right. that's, that's my right. job. That's right. That's right. Now I'll take the tag team. I'll take all the help I can get. But uh, that, that's my job. It's my greatest privilege and responsibility and about the hardest thing I do. And so that's kind of some of the heartbeat behind the book. So that's what you tried to do was inspire, impart, and uh, inform, instruct along that line, what it looks like, right? Yeah, you know, and, and talk about seven virtues of manhood, but I'll tell you the heart of the book, and, and I know John and I um, just share this, uh, this in common that, you know, we, we want to help dads disciple their sons. Right. And um, there's not a lot out there to help dads do that. I mean, come on, if, if our initiation is, is getting a license at 16 or, or uh, 21 legal age, um, we got to do better than that. Uh, we've got to help our sons figure out what it means to be a man of God. And so I, I talk about a discipleship covenant, a rite of passage, and, uh, you know, it's going to look different. It, it looked different for John. It looks a little different for me. And it looked different for my two sons because they're different. But really taking my sons through that year of discipleship, uh, most important thing I think I've done. That's great. Thank he's, you not, he's not doing a good job selling his book. Let me take a pass at this. <laughs> Let me, take, let me take a pass at this. Play the Man is a really important book because he talks about the journey of how do you initiate boys into manhood. It, it, and, and I appreciate the word discipleship, but it's a little churchy. Yeah. The, 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 the issue is how do you initiate young boys into young manhood? How do you take them on that passage? That's the best part of the book. He talks about how he does it with both of his sons. And it was very interesting as I was reading it you did it at the same year I did mine. Around yeah. the age of 13, psychologically, some very important things start going on in the development of a boy. And, and he starts pushing. He starts pushing into what does it mean to be a man? Who am I? What's my identity? Um, and that is a prime time to take him on a very intentional journey. So, I th you know, I think that's... It's gold, buddy. Come on. <laughs> and, and, and you know, really, back when, uh, you know, this has been, gosh, when my son was 13, I, nobody was even talking about this. Nope. And I didn't have a father. I mean, I, you talk about clueless about men and father. You know, I would kneel at the door by the bed of my children when they were asleep many times and just say, hey, I'm clueless and I need your help. And, uh, you know, I put them in God's hands and he did a great job. I think one of the reasons our children turned out so remarkable is I was all over America preaching and all the schools speaking all day. Everybody's kid heard me. I'm all the stadiums and coliseums and I'm pouring my life out. I think millions of people really prayed for our kids with all their heart. That's why I say don't give up on America and don't stop praying. Don't give up on freedom. Don't give up on the future. Don't give up on your family. 
I'm just telling you, prayer works. And uh, so when I look at what you guys are sharing, I, I hadn't heard it. I didn't hear my father. I didn't hear anybody saying, here's how to be a better dad. You know, I was clueless. Yeah. And so I want to I thank both of you. And thanks for the nice things you said about, about him. And uh, he's not getting a commission. There's no commission. <laughs> here's, here's what you've, you've written this book now. But John, I want you to address anything you'd like to. We, we hope everybody gets the book, but I wanted the two of you to be on because I feel like you move men. I feel yep. like you move pe people. Yep. Yep. I feel like you've taken your gift and you gave it to God and to us, us meaning all of us. So what's on your heart that you just wish people would hear? Here, here's, I think this is what we want to say. In spite of the fact that the news and global events and all that, it looks like things are getting worse. God is doing a very profound, restoring work in men's lives. I mean, I'm, I'm talking by the thousands, tens of thousands. I, I see it. We spend a lot of our work in our ministry with men, and they are becoming genuine, awesome men. They love God. They are filled with integrity. They're, they're, they're not sexually bound to addictions. God is working profoundly down, you know, below the headlines, below all the press, yeah. down in the hearts of men and their families. Phenomenal things are taking place. And that's why prayer is important because these things are happening. John, you know, both of you know, Betty certainly knows. I spend most of my time talking to leaders, church leaders and national leaders. And as forceful as you've ever heard me delivering the gospel and truth, that's how I do it. I may not raise my voice as loud, but I can be low-key and pretty forceful. Would you agree? That's pretty much the way I project. Sometimes. So <laughs> I, have, I have spent my days and hours with leaders and with church leaders. And this studio has been filled with the most powerfully influential church leaders in the country. More than once, Ravi Zacharias and I moderated a meeting with the church leaders that moved probably... 60 to 80 million American people with their influence easily. And what I'm finding, and I'm just telling you this because I think it's, it's critically important. Both of you men have tried to help families function like a healthy family. Beginning with the father leadership, the marriage, where you lead the children. <clears throat> God wants the nation and he wants the church to function like a family. He wants a family through which he blesses all the families and nations of the world. And it's not too late for the church to get on with doing that. And what I'm seeing, more than ever, I'm seeing church leaders come together with a respect, first of all, and an honor for God and His Word and His truth, but also to speak that truth in love, unconditional love, and have righteousness and truth kiss to where there's not that cruel, mean, judgmental attack wrangle about words to the ruin of the hearers. Mm -hmm. It's just like a cancer. Uh, Paul said, writing to Timothy, it's a canker. And he actually ends by talking about how they're being held by the devil to do these things. Or this yeah. is not spiritual depth. This is demonic activity. But what I'm seeing is a total move away from that. Yep. I'm seeing church leaders of the highest caliber with as much responsibility and oversight as any people on the planet love one another and lay their life down to try to speak truth 
even at great risk. Mm -hmm. So that's answered prayer. That's what you're talking about. He, God's already up to something. Yeah. And the church needs to lead the way in loving each other. This studio is filled with men and women who are from many different denominations. Right. And they haven't even checked each other's pedigree since they walked in here. <laughs> they didn't pull their card out. They didn't do a <laughs> DNA sample. They just walked in here as family and they're acting like family. And they're listening to people trying to share the heart of the father like fathers, like a caring brother, mm -hmm. and it's, it's healthy. Don't you like this kind of a spirit and this kind of atmosphere where you see people come together and, and really have a family? And speak to us some more about what you believe God wants to do right well, now. You know, I think it, it's no coincidence that the very last verse in the Old Testament is that God would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. <laughs> and so it's, it's the last note. I think it's the last hope. I, I think revival starts right there. I do too. Uh, with God turning the heart. And then you get to John the Baptist. And, and I've, I asked a hundred preachers, you know, what, what was John the Baptist about? Well, prepare the way for the Lord. But, but there's a little nuance there. He said the same thing. His message was to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And, and so I think, you know, what we're hoping for, what we're praying for um, is that turning. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's where it starts. Listen, I mean, I, we, we will make more mistakes than we can count. So many days I feel like a failure as a father, but it starts with God really turning our hearts towards our children. And, and I think that that's how revival is going to happen. That's great. What do you think listening to these oh, well. men talk here, Betty? Well, I, I sit here in amazement and I look at three men that have completely yielded their lives and their hearts to God. And they're allowing, you're allowing God to change the hearts of the world because of, of your heart for God. And I was listening to James a while ago saying, I, I didn't have a father that showed me how to be a father. Mm -hmm. But he had the father exactly. that came and took a little boy that didn't have mm -hmm. a chance in life, that didn't have anybody to guide him and to lead him that wasn't supposed to be because his mother tried to have him aborted. But God had a purpose from the moment he was conceived. Mm -hmm. And I look at his life and he says, I, I, don't, I didn't know how to be a father, but because he gave his heart to the father, God showed him and he guided him. And like you said, we all make mistakes. I look back as a mother and I think, I could have done this differently. I look at our children and I'm so proud of them. They're adults with, with their own families now and they're grand, beginning to have grandchildren. And I'm so proud of them and I've watched them parenting. And that's what a parent wants to, to be able to do is for their children to have it better and to do better than they did. Yeah. And I've been blessed to be able to watch that in our family. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how to do it. But God, through our mistakes, through our learning, but through our yieldingness to Him, yeah. has made the difference. Yeah. And I can say, I thank you, God, yeah. so much for guiding yeah. us so that our children learned it yeah. better yeah. and their children will learn it better. Okay, so let me, let me offer hope through that story because um, it's not about, you know, I hope you had a great dad. That's not what this is about because there's too many people watching this right now that that is not their story. Their story right. is deep woundedness, story is violence, the story is abuse with their father. Ephesians 1, long before God laid the foundations of the world, he had you in mind. 
had settled on you as the focus of his love, right? To be made whole and holy by his love. Paul says, what pleasure he took in planning that you would be his son and daughter. God is not the backup plan for those who didn't get a good dad. That's, so good. That's not what we're saying. God is plan. Father and wants to heal in us all the damage that was done, all the neglect that we just don't even have categories for it. He can do that. Mm -hmm. He can do that in a woman. He can do that in a man. He can do that in a family with no background in this. Yeah. Right? That's, right. That, that, yeah. that's the deepest work of God is healing mm. our view of Father. Mm. And, and he's saying the exact same thing that he spoke over Jesus. Yeah. This is my beloved son. This yeah. is my beloved daughter. Yep. In whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just so convinced that all people need to hear is that, totally. that message. Yeah. And that's who the Father is. Yeah. That, that's what he's saying if we listen close enough. Yeah, exactly. I love you. I love you. And I'm proud of you. You just open your heart and let that be true. Just let that be true. I love you. And I'm proud of you from your father to you right now. And that, that'll take care of a lot of other things, yeah. folks. It, re, it, it will address a lot of other issues in your life. I love you. I am proud of you. That's what God wants for every one of you who are watching. Just, just right now, just say, Father, I want to be your child. I trust you with my life. Broken, hurt, perhaps failed, so much has not been right. Maybe you didn't have the parents or the father or the leadership, or maybe you've not been the right parent. Doesn't matter where you've been, there's now no condemnation from the father who covers us, who cleanses us from all of our sin. Jesus died to redeem us. He will transform us. Would you ask him to? Right where you are, just say, Father, be my father. I wanna be your child. I want you to be pleased with me. In Jesus' name, you call that number. Say, I just prayed for God to be my Father, for Jesus to be my Savior. Tell one of the people on the, on the phone. They'll pray in agreement with you. We'll send you a book, Knowing God as Father. That's a simple little Bible study. It tells my journey of come to know God as Father, which you referenced a moment ago. It's a miracle, Betty, mm -hmm. what happened. But it can happen to anyone. We'll send that to you, okay? And I just say thank you. Do you want to say thanks to John and to uh, Mark for being with us and for enriching us? And, and to Betty. Betty, you bless me. Always a blessing. Thank all of you. Let me remind you, this book is in the bookstores. This one is too. And you've got a, a new one that's just come out. What's the title of it, Mark? Whisper. Whisper. How to that's on hearing God. God. So all these are there. Now, let me just say this. I want you to listen to the request of missionaries. This is a real challenge for us because we did not expect this. This is like one of those million dollar blows you gotta have. It's kinda like something hits you unexpected. But it's so important and the impact so great. I want you to help us be an answer to the request of the missionaries. Watch closely. There are not too many jobs as rewarding yet challenging as that of a missionary serving children around the world. They face unique hardships that many of us do not have to deal with on a daily basis. 
The simple act of getting from point A to point B can be very difficult on a typical backcountry road, or keeping up the maintenance on a well-used vehicle that is in constant demand can be very time-consuming and expensive. Transportation has always been a challenge. It's been a great expense. It's been a great heartache in our 34 years in Haiti. Most of our vehicles are junk. Most of them have in excess of 150, 200,000 miles on them. Uh, we're trying to upgrade that well drilling rig, and that is going to require us to have a new service truck to go along with that. Uh, so this is uh, another vehicle for mobile clinic, which uh, has served us for more than 10 years. Uh, the, the suspension, it is worn out because the roads are bad. In the countryside, a special needs child is an unreached person. Unless we go get them, uh, they will never have therapy, they will never have hope. There are 100 special needs children that if we can have a van to go get them and transport them, there's 100 special needs families that will receive therapy with your help. No matter the type of ministry being performed around the world, all missionaries need some sort of transportation to get their job done effectively, efficiently, and the most economically sound. Recently, our mission partners have urgently asked Life Outreach for immediate help with their transportation needs. And now you can be part of something bigger than yourself by sharing the gospel in word and deed with Transport Life. You know, Betty, it seems tough to ask people to help with, you know, vehicles, transportation, trucks, and so forth. What do you, what do you feel in your heart? Because you've, you've been all over the world on the mission field. You know, I, I listened to the plea for help with vehicles, and they are very, very important. But when I listen to that, you know what I hear, what I see in my heart? It's the children. They need transportation to carry these children to the places that they need, some for food, some for water, some for physical therapy, just like they said. They need places, uh, vehicles to transport them back and forth in safety. We've been to all these places. The roads are horrible, and they need vehicles they can count on to get these children safely to their destination and back. So I hope you will look into your hearts and say, it's for the children. It's not just for a vehicle that they can drive around. There's a purpose for it. It's to carry precious, precious children. So please join with us and help us. And it's to carry the resources to the children. The food has to be transported. Uh, Betty, they carry film equipment all over India on motorcycles, up the mountain trails, set up screens. And that's where we have led millions of people to Christ watching a film that's titled Dea Saga, Ocean of Mercy. And it is the most powerful presentation of the life of Christ with, with the Indian actors and their language. And it is powerful beyond words. So even a motorcycle is part of that, what the missionaries are asking for. Whatever mode of transportation they need, we want to supply it. And they have asked for specifically 71 vehicles, over $1.1 million. We did not anticipate it. We're just praying for a real miracle right now. So if you would simply go to the website you see there or dial the number 
and use your bank card like a check. Please make the largest gift you can. If you can give $40 or $80, and I just suggest that as a possibility, and we're sending every one of you that make a gift a, a beautiful instrumental uh, CD of fantastic, historic, great hymns, the sweetest name, the sweetest sound, and also how those hymns came to be written, the history of them. We're then also sending to those of you who will give a gift of $120 or more what I think is the most beautiful leather-bound Bible I've seen, and it is in giant print. And I'm telling you, you know, I'm 74 now, and I had a little surgery that corrected my vision, and I don't know why they didn't get this before my surgery. <laughs> I need it. But I'm telling you, you're going to love this. It is a beautiful Bible. You make that gift that's going to mean so much to the missionaries also. A gift of $1,000. We have what I think is one of the most beautiful bronzes that we have ever had designed by incredibly gifted artists. This is the determined eagle, determined to soar on the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day and rise higher. We'll send it to you to say thanks for your love gift. And now, go online, dial the number, make the gift God put on your heart. Thank you for doing it. It's a missionary's nightmare, having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120, or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine, and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request the sweetest name, Classic Hymns CD, with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, I want to say thanks so much for watching the program and thanks for, thanks for doing what God puts on your heart. I hope we're able to send you the beautiful giant print Bible. It's just, it's, I think this is the nicest leather cover I've ever seen. It's just beautiful. And, uh, you know, if you can make that uh, gift of $120, it sure will go a long way toward uh, answering the need of the missionaries. Uh, if you want uh, a book that uh, John or, or Mark has written and you say, could, could you send me that? You know what's on your heart. You feel free to ask, and we'll send it to you to say thanks. Join Betty and me saying thanks uh, to Mark and to John. You guys are a real blessing. I love you both. Don't come back anytime. You don't have to write a book to come back, okay? Thank all of you for watching. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for your help.
Stay connected with Life Today through your favorite social media sites or visit lifetoday.org where life is always on. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.